Welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions by casuals for casuals. My name is Courtney. And I don't feel good. <laughs> you don't? I have been battling a kind of like a 24-hour cold. You have. That's so. true. I thought you were feeling better. <laughs> Slightly. We'll, we'll see. Well, this is episode 84, and we're discussing our spring 2022 anime first impressions. This episode will be spoiler-free, so no worries if you haven't seen any of the anime on our list. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better. I didn't know you were still feeling under the weather. Yeah, I mean, I had a fever a couple of days ago, and it's pretty much subsided. Um, I, I just woke up this morning with a headache. I don't know if that's, that's a good sign that it's going away. <laughs> it's like moving from the lower part of your body to the upper part? Yeah, because uh, I, I did have like sore muscles when I started feeling sick, though my mus or like my arms and legs are fine now. Um, so yeah, it's just getting the the straggling symptoms out. I think that might be going around in our area because one of my coworkers, um, their kids had like a twenty four hour bug as well. Like they were just feeling awful throughout the day, and then the next morning they woke up totally fine. It's also weird because one of my coworkers who works remotely in another state, uh, we had a check-in call earlier today and she is also feeling sick. So I don't know if it's just like a, this, this transition from winter to spring. It's got to be. It's that time of the year where not everyone gets sick, but there are people who, who do get sick when you wouldn't expect to because the weather is technically getting warmer. Although in Chicago... That shit fluctuates. You never fucking know. And I haven't, I don't recall being sick for the past one or two years. So this was kind of a surprise, but I don't know. Well, I'm glad that you're feeling better. Um, you know, hopefully you're, you're, what is it? Hot coffee, hot tea you're drinking right now? It's coffee <laughs> this time just to keep me energized for this discussion. Uh, hopefully the warmth will will make you feel better yeah and i don't know if people can tell by just how my voice sounds is that i'm still recovering from this 24-hour cold but hopefully it's not terrible to listen to <laughs> well i think you sound fine um but i i think we're also kind of getting back to the groove of things in general with strictly anime and it is definitely good to be recording again. It sounds weird, maybe from everyone else's point of view, because we've been having you know new episodes out every Monday. But for us, it's a little strange because we actually haven't recorded an episode in almost two weeks, just based on the way that our schedule panned out. So we're going from Q1 of this year, you know, winter 2022 season, where we pretty much tripled our recording sessions because we had our weekly strictly anime episodes then we had our weekly attack on titan review episodes and then on top of that over at strictly jojo we were doing weekly stone ocean review episodes but now that a lot of the uh, the the craziness has calmed down with the end of winter 2022 we're back to our normal recording once maybe twice a week depending on how strictly anime and strictly jojo line up but it's even more odd this time around because we try to wait as long as we can to do our first impressions episodes that we have several weeks um, that have gone by and several episodes um, you know that we've watched we have a better I don't know like a better uh, understanding of how an anime is panning out so we're recording this pretty close to when this episode's going to release so long story short 
It's been almost two weeks since we've recorded. If we sound a little bit rusty, bear with us, but it is nice to be back behind the mic. Yeah, I'm not sure if anyone could have told from our previous week's episode um, for Hunter Hunter, where we invited Anime Brothers on. That was recorded, I want to say almost like three three weeks ago. Yeah, I think two and a half to three weeks in advance. Yeah, because we weren't privy at that time to what would happen at the end of Attack on Titan Final Season Part 2, and that's what we were speculating last week. So if some of you were like, <laughs> why don't they know yet what's going on? <laughs> it's because that was recorded uh, before the, the season finale. Yeah, you guys are getting like a little sneak peek here of the behind the scenes of our, our podcasting world. We tried mm-hmm. to do... Um, We try to record stuff one to two weeks in advance so that Carl has plenty of time to edit because editing takes quite quite a lot of time. There's a lot of effort behind that. And yeah, sometimes when we talk about stuff, we're we're like two weeks behind. So by the time you guys hear it, you're probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) This is come and gone already. (laughs) Yeah, I would say this was probably a rare occurrence because we kind (laughs) of we kind of go down to the deadline sometimes when it comes to recording podcasts. But this was one that we planned out well in advance, and I was kind of thankful for it because I was able to edit it and upload it on time way before the deadline. And then that allowed us to enjoy our Easter weekend. Yeah, yeah. Easter was a couple of days ago. Um, so that kind of gives you a timestamp of how, how soon we're recording this before the episode goes live. But how was our Easter? How would you describe our Easter? What's what's the term for like full? <laughs> like, gluttonous. Gluttonous. There you yes, go. Yes, it was it a was very a gluttonous, gluttonous Easter. <laughs> that is a a great way to describe it. We I think we had brunch in the morning with my family, and then for dinner. No, 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 no. We should start at midnight. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> uh, with with um, the Catholics who celebrate Easter. Uh, there's a 40-day period beforehand known as Lent where typically you'll give up something um, just as a way to prepare for Easter. And so Courtney and I had given up eating meats, so like red meats or, or chicken and junk food, basically. And so we planned at midnight on Easter to pick up some food to kind of just pig out on since we hadn't had uh, meat and, and junk food in 40 days and so we ended up going to Popeye's Chicken, ordered a fried chicken and <laughs> chicken, chicken nuggets. nuggets. Uh, we also had desserts that were just sitting in our fridge that we were waiting to open on Easter. And so we ended up eating that at the stroke of midnight. I did not feel well the next morning. <laughs> I, know, I felt Maybe. like shit. Holy, yeah. holy shit. I felt absolutely disgusting after that. <laughs> yeah. And then, as Courtney said, we had brunch with her family and uh, had dinner with my family later in the evening. Maybe that's why I got sick out, out of the blue, just because I had all of this sudden intake of unhealthy shit. I know, we were <laughs> eating really healthy because um, we, we, we were able to eat seafood and fish um, and just clean eating for 40 days. And then, yeah, we just assaulted our body with grease and sugar and salt um, and fat and all that fun stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> my body probably couldn't keep up with 
the things that were going inside of it. <laughs> that that sounds odd the way you put it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and I'm not like overly religious or anything. You're probably more religious than I am. Um, but Lent is one of those things where I'm like, all right, I guess I can be a good Catholic and follow Lent and, and give up something for 40 days and 40 nights. But then halfway through, I'm like, I just want chicken. I just want chicken so bad. I fucking love chicken. And it was really hard to give that up for 40 days. <laughs> well, I think that's one of the tenets of Lent is like resisting temptations. <laughs> and and that I did. <laughs> and worldly desires. <laughs> and then I went ham. Oh, that's a, a I went ham on chicken <laughs> <laughs> on Easter. But yeah, it was a fun Easter. It was great seeing um everyone from from both of our families eating a lot and now I'm just trying to detox from all of that grease. I I think my favorite thing that I ate though on Easter was the soft serve chocolate ice cream because I fucking love ice cream. That's my favorite dessert and soft serve chocolate ice cream is the best. I'm I'm trying to think what I enjoyed eating the midnight okay. Popeyes. Probably, <laughs> I had hoped that we would have picked up uh, Jollibee. Uh, Jollibee's a Filipino fast food restaurant, and they've opened up several locations in Chicago. Uh, and they're primarily known for their their fried chicken, which is called Chicken Joy. And like, I I would say out of all the fast food chicken places, their Chicken Joy is probably my most favorite. And I'm trying not to sound biased because it's it's filipino and i'm filipino and like i can relate to it a little bit more but i think it's it just tastes so much it it has like a nice balance of crispy and juicy flavors whereas with like other fast food chicken outlets you, you get an either or but unfortunately the the night before easter we couldn't pick up any uh, Jollibee because they had closed by the time we had uh, we had the chance to pick up any food uh, so we went to a uh, Popeye's that was open late yeah I'm just happy to even have chicken that's that's my my number one thing well number two I guess behind uh, so- <laughs> chocolate soft serve ice cream mm. uh, but it was a good Easter and uh, yeah it's been it's been a good week um, before we get into the first impressions, I guess just a couple of reminders. Um, first off, a, a thank you again to everyone who's been leaving us ratings on Spotify. I think since the last time we talked about it, we jumped past the 70 mark. So we have this goal of trying to get 100 ratings um, for Strictly Anime on Spotify, and now we're just above 70. So we're less than 30 to go. So if any of you are out there listening to us on Spotify, you're on the iOS or Android app, please consider leaving us a rating. I think all you have to do is hit the star and then you can choose a rating and then you hit submit. It's super easy and it helps us out a ton. And another announcement that we've recently shared but wanted to remind everyone about is that we will be hosting a panel at Anime Central next month in Chicago. I know, super fucking excited about that. Super nervous, but super excited. For anyone who's not familiar, Anime Central is the biggest anime convention in the Chicagoland area, and it happens every May. And this is the first time that it's back after being all online the last few years um, due to the pandemic. So yeah, there's a lot of hype um, for us to, to be back at that convention. Um, our panel is going to be Waifu Wars, the tournament arc. You can probably assume what we're going to talk about and what we're going to do at that panel, but we'll share more details over the next few weeks. 
as well as the date and the time for the panel once everything's been finalized. We have an idea of when it should be happening, but we don't have the green light yet to share any of that, but we'll continue to keep you guys posted. And for anyone who is attending Anime Central, whether you're in the Chicago area or you're flying in or traveling in for the convention, we hope that we'll see you guys there. Yeah, I can't wait to get back into the convention space, especially ASEN, because it was, I think it was both of our first conventions, so it's, it holds a special place in our hearts, and to not have been there for the past two years, while understandable, um, you, you miss the experience of it. And so I am definitely hyped to get, be back in that space. I think they're mailing out badges this week. Uh, haven't checked our mailbox yet, but I'm curious to see what the design on it will be. Yeah, I'm curious too, because usually it's themed. Like one year it was camping. Oh, right. Uh, I don't know. Like they, they do some fun stuff with their badges. And should we share what our cosplay is going to be? Sure. I think it's in line with our, our panel topic in a way. And in line with what we're talking about this episode. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> So we actually talked about this in a pre-show with our patrons, which if you'd like to support us by those means, head over to patreon.com slash the Strictly series. Uh, but our cosplay for this year, this might actually be the first time we did a couples cosplay. Yeah, because I don't count Spike and Faye from Cobra uh, Bob, okay? <laughs> no, we did Ash and Misty, like... Another oh, year. Yeah, I mean, I ship them, so I guess that <laughs> counts. It, I, I don't know if they're official or anything, but and I, I don't know if this couple is yet as of yet official. But Courtney and I will be going as Komi and Tadano from Komi Can't Communicate. I'm excited. I'm gonna get a notepad and a pencil, and I'm gonna try to be in character by not saying anything to anybody and just writing it down. But my handwriting is fucking ugly. It's like the worst chicken scratch you can imagine. Carl and I are very opposite. We've talked about this before. And one of the things that we're um, very opposite about is handwriting. I have like ugly, illegible handwriting. And Carl has like the most pristine font-like handwriting you've ever seen. Yeah, it was all the practice handwriting lessons back in kindergarten (laughs) that conditioned me for that. You're so meticulous, so I'll probably end up having you write everything so that people can read it. Or maybe I'll give up and just start talking to people. (laughs) Just have something pre-written that I can do on the notepad, and then you can show that if people come up to us and and want to take photos. Uh, Yeah, I think besides being a couple's cosplay, I think this would probably be a very... One of the more comfortable cosplays as well, since it's just a school uniform for the both of us. I think the most comfortable cosplay I've ever worn is Mikey from Tokyo Avengers. That shit was so comfortable. It was just a bunch of like loose fitting baggy clothes that felt like pajamas. That was that was really nice. Besides having to wear a blonde wig, that was really comfortable. Yeah, I would say uh, when I did Dragon too, because that was also just a... Uh, uh, a gang uniform, I guess. It's yeah, just, I Tokyo Manji gang. Just had the the dragon wig to deal with. Um, but yeah, this one uh, should be fun to wear. I just have to figure out how to put the the little cowlick or flower thing on Tadano's head. I'll help you pin it to your hair so that you have it. What is it like? A little flower almost? That's what it yeah, looks I, like. I anyway. read it. It's like a it's a like a silver cowlick. You know or... what it reminds me of is the flowers in the sky in SpongeBob. Yeah, that's kind what it of. looks like. Yeah, I can see that. Or like a an exaggerated 
asterisk. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll be in that cosplay. If you're at ASEN, you're walking around, keep an eye out for Komi and Tadano and come say hi to us and come join our panel so that uh, you know you can you can hear us record an episode live. And if all goes according to plan, if we don't run into any major technical issues, we're hoping to release the audio recording from that panel as a special episode on Strictly Anime. So fingers crossed that everything works out. All right, so let's get into it. Let's talk about first impressions for spring 2022. There's a pretty decent list of anime that we're watching. It's definitely not as long as the pre- the previous season, winter, but it's still a, a pretty good list. And if you're new to our first impressions episode, um, as I alluded to earlier, we try to do this about three weeks or so into the season so that we've got at least two to three episodes of each anime under our belt. And then we can get a good sense of whether the show is going to be good or not so that we can give a fairly accurate recommendation. Um, We go through what we're currently watching, what has not yet aired, um, what's been continuing from the previous season, anything that we've dropped. So we go through the full gambit of what we're um, what we've got on our watch list, and if you're interested in hearing our final thoughts on the season after um, you know the season has wrapped up, we do have exclusive uh, patron episodes over at our Patreon. I think we just recently uploaded or released our winter 2022 mm-hmm. season final review. So yeah, if you're interested in hearing our thoughts after we've finished everything for the season, then those are all available on our Patreon. So looking at spring 2022, we actually don't have any anime that's continuing from the previous season, which I think is a first for like for us or the first that we've come across in a while. Usually we have something that's still trickling from the previous season. We have one that's been trickling from like two seasons ago. Yeah, Platinum End. <laughs> I mean, Platinum End's kind of shitty. So we're, we're like slowly going through it. Yeah. Um, are we even halfway? Yeah, we are halfway because I think we just passed episode 13. Okay, so we've we've made it past the halfway point. Um, it's kind of a grind to watch, but we're committed. We're going to watch it and then put that one to bed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was working on Realist Hero. I actually just finished up part one. I know part two or the second core was airing during winter, but I think that wrapped up a couple weeks ago. Um, so I haven't caught up on part two. So other than that, yeah, there was nothing else. I think that was like that in between. Yeah. So I guess we'll just jump right into our currently watching list, um, in no particular order. The first one I have here is Aharen-san wa Hakarenai, which is, I guess the localized title is Aharen-san is indecipherable, but I believe that no one's really localized the title. I think it is the full Japanese title on like Crunchyroll and wherever else it's streaming. Don't know why that is, but um, if you're curious to know what that means, it just means that she's indecipherable. We are current at three episodes right now, and it's sitting at a mal score of 7.52. Um, but yeah, what are what are your thoughts on Aharen-san? Because I know you, you're maybe a little less into it than I am. Yeah. I think it's just, like, I get it's a slice of life, but I'm just not invested in Aharen or Raido or any of these characters. Because there's not, like, with Komi, there was a focus. Because I think a lot of people are comparing Aharen with Komi, right? Like, Komi, there's a focus on her trying to break out of her shell with um, 
being able to make a hundred friends or whatever. I don't know if there's like an ultimate goal for her. Like it's just her just being indecipherable, I guess, and, and Rido <laughs> just dealing with it. And I don't know if there's like any overarching goal with the series or if it's just gonna be this is what this is what it is. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like there's no like thing that we're working toward. It's just a pure slice of life adventure of the week type of formula. Um, you get a little sense that Rido is trying to support Aharon to be um, maybe like more open to other people or just supporting her to be able to get by day to day when some of the quirks that she has um, limits her and what she's able to do, you know, specifically around um, talking. So the big, the big draw about Aharon-san in this anime is that Aharon is very soft-spoken and doesn't she's not good at gauging distance so sometimes she's trying to talk to you from like really far away and other times she's trying to talk to you but she's right up in your face um and it's funny but i'm worried that if they don't provide us with some unique situations that that formula is going to get old really fast yeah i mean some of the humor is fun i think the the last episode we watched it had something to do with Aharon having strange hair uh, when she went to school in the morning, and there was a cut cutaway gag to how she had like several different anime hairstyles, and um, you can kind of, if you pause at that moment, you can kind of see what what anime they're referring to. Uh, the instances where she's just talking really closely to Raido, like almost millimeters from his face, but other than these gags. Like it's it's fun to to watch these and 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 have like a, a a a good chuckle, but I just need more out of it. I I might contemplate dropping this one. Ooh, I'll probably finish it because it's it's funny enough and entertaining enough where I'm I'm fine to sit through it. But as I've shared a thousand times, if there's no end goal, if there's nothing that we're working toward, I have a hard time devoting enough of my attention to a show to be invested in it but again it's it's entertaining enough where i don't mind watching it week after week um there are some things about it that are a little dated like there's some memes um or some like references that feel like i don't know 2017 in a way so Mm -hmm. that's kind of interesting because it just makes me feel like i'm my immersion's broken a little bit when i'm like ooh. That's not funny anymore. That's not relevant anymore. Um, but again, it's not enough for me to want to drop the show at this point. I think it's a nice, fluffy, just like wholesome slice of life, adventure of the week type of anime where, you know, if you want to kind of turn your brain off for a little bit and just enjoy something that makes you feel, you know, happy and, and makes you laugh, then it's a, a great anime to watch. Next up, we have Shikimori's Not Just a Cutie. And there's already some interesting things going on with this anime, although I'm not sure what the current status is. And if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, um, I believe Doga Kobo, who's producing this anime, had a recent outbreak of COVID at their studio. So they shut down their operations. And what I last heard was that the first episode of Shikimori was going to premiere on time, but that all of the subsequent episodes were going to be delayed to some future point. But the second episode came out on time anyway, so I don't know what the latest is on that. So there's a chance that because of this outbreak, because they've shut down the studio, um, that Chikimori may have a weird release schedule 
or maybe not. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. But right now we are current at two episodes in. Um, it's sitting at a score of 7.33. Always taking that with a grain of salt because, you know, the score is going to fluctuate week by week. But uh, yeah, what do you what do you think about Chikimori? <laughs> I just know about the, there were memes in the transition between winter and spring. I think it was the one from Toy Story where Andy's like, I don't want to play with you anymore. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he's holding like Buzz or Woody. I, I don't remember the exact scene, but um, it's Andy dropping Marin from Dress Up Darling, who was like the highlight of the winter season. And now people are flocking over to Shikimori. And yeah, I, I would say like she she definitely has or brings more to the table in terms of her not just being a cutie uh in her wait in comparison to Marin or just like in general yeah what <laughs> i i i disagree there i, I think, disagree like, go ahead but i disagree <laughs> well i think she she wears the pants more in the relationship relationship with uh i think it's you um in this show uh so <laughs> that's what i meant more like she brings more to the table and like there's a I guess it's kind of a, an opposite situation um, with Gojo and Marin and uh, Hashigimori and you, or one of them <laughs> wears the pants or like does more for, in the relationship. Yeah. So uh, for anyone who's not familiar with the anime, the premise so far that it seems like, I don't know, like I, I'm trying to get a feel for what this anime is supposed to be about, but it seems like Shikimori and her boyfriend Izumi are very opposite in that Izumi is seen as very uh, um, cute but wants to be viewed as cool. And then Shikimori is viewed as cool but wants to be viewed as cute. Um, and so, I mean, as of two episodes in, I'm not sure what the what the point is, what the end goal is, or if this is just going to be like a general slice of life. But the draw here that got everyone really hyped in the beginning, especially when the trailers released, was Shikimori's facial expressions. Like, Doga Kobo and this creator are, are really, really good at nailing the most, like, impressive facial expressions for Shikimori. And I get why there's a lot of hype around that. But now that I'm actually watching the show, I don't, I don't know where it's going. It seems like there's going to be some sort of story because based on the OP, it shows us... I'm trying to, like, not spoil anything, but it shows us visuals that could allude to some backstory and maybe some some overarching plot eventually getting um, getting started. But we only have 12 episodes. We're two in, and I'm still not sure where this is all going. So I hope they introduce a, a major plot point at some point in the show. But to compare Shikimori to Marin, I don't know. I don't know like what her real appeal is. Yeah, she's practical, she's useful, and she helps Izumi a lot. But I don't think she's a better best girl than Marin, at least not at this point. Is that what I? I don't think I said like she's a better best girl. I well, think she just says I, she brings more to the table. Like she does more. In okay, <laughs> yes, because Marin has like you know she she needs a lot of support from Gojo, mm -hmm. but I guess in the context of their own shows, yes, you're right. I didn't know what context you're talking about. Like in the context of their own shows, yes, Shikimori brings more to the table for Izumi than Marin does for Gojo. However, in the context of just like the anime fandom overall. I think modding brings more to the table as of right now. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. That that clarifies it because I was not sure where you were going with that. I was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> and this is why we have waifu wars. Yes. Yeah. People there you are, go. Are passionate about the waifus they're defending. <laughs> Perfect lead up to our panel in May. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm not sure really what to make of this show just yet. I feel like after watching the first episode towards the end, you get a little hint of something where I feel like there's an added element that we haven't yet seen with like Shikimori. I'm not going to delve into what that element could be, and I'm just speculating. Um, but if you watch that for the first episode and you get that impression too, um, you can let us know. Uh, but I think the other thing that kind of annoys me about this show is just how much of a bitch Izumi is. <laughs> not a bitch. A coward. That's oh, I thought you meant like a bitch in like the angry way. I'm like, he's a really, really nice, cute character. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, like, like he, he's, he like has a, a cowardly lot of, bitch. He has a lot of bad luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, and <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to fault him for, for that. Cause like if Shikimori has a reason to protect him, then there's a reason to find him redeemable. But we need that reason presented to us yeah. and soon. Because I, I feel like I, I'm going to have a hard time getting invested in this relationship if I don't understand why the dynamic is the way that it is. Mm-hmm. They're kind of stringing us along a little bit right now. Yeah. Oh, one more thing with this. I don't know if this is just something trending recently. Is How much attention is given to like the animation of eyes? Like That's the first thing that um, I noted with this show is just the eyes looking so airbrushed and it reminds me of like how my dress up darling you had a similar case with uh why am i forgetting oh maureen how her eyes were just so captivating i feel like that's like a trend now is just to put as much detail in the eyes of these characters as possible yeah you're definitely seeing that a lot more with a lot a lot more anime um but yeah shikimori's eyes just like suck you in which makes it more impressive when they hit those like really good facial expressions for her. But yeah, whoever is whoever is working on these facial expressions, whether it stems from the manga via the creator or someone at Dogokobo on their animation team, they're just nailing it. That's definitely the highlight so far is Shikimori's facial expressions. And then next up, we have Love After World Domination, which um which is a very surprising anime, I I will say. Um, so that one is, I believe, two episodes in, and we are current with it. And it's sitting at a mal score um, right now of 7.43. And I find this one to be surprising because I didn't expect to like it as much as I am. Granted, we're only two episodes in. Who knows where it'll go? But I find I, I figured it would be a very like decent anime, but the last episode was really fucking good. <laughs> Yeah, like I guess the the, <laughs> the premise of this is like Power Rangers meets Forbidden Love. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if you took Super Sentai and then made the like the lead character, the Red Ranger, fall in love with the evil villain. That's literally the the premise of of the show. Mm-hmm. And of course, that that got my attention right away. That's a really unique concept. But just looking at the trailer and everything, I was like, okay, it seems like it'll be pretty good. Like, I'm going to enjoy it, but it's not going to be one of the most impressive anime for the season. But so far, it's turning out to be really good. I'm not saying it's going to be like a 10 out of 10 anime, but I think I'm going to, if it keeps up this trajectory, I feel like I'd walk away from this anime 
just having really enjoyed it and feeling really satisfied. Yeah, I think the thing I love about this anime is how it again because it's based on what do you call it? like sentai or like super sentai super sentai genre um that's synonymous with like here in the states a lot of us grew up watching power rangers it has that same visual aesthetic of i would say like the 90s power the original power rangers especially because you have was it red gelato basically the red ranger uh and then yeah they're they're the gelato five instead of the power rangers (laughs) and then you have uh the main love interest slash villain and uh was her name uh far from looking like a rita repulsa (laughs) a lot more attractive uh but it's just funny seeing how you know they want to express their love for each other but then they get caught in the heat of battle and so they have to keep up their facades and it'll be interesting to see how that continues throughout the show or whether or not their their relationship will be compromised and how that's going to affect everyone around them um I'm also just surprised like, with the animation. I think this one is done by Project Number Nine. I think the only other thing I've seen of them in the past was bottom tier character Tomozaki. I think they also did Hige Hero. Yeah, they did. So I think just from those, it seems like they're more tuned to doing like slice of life anime. Uh, but with this show, like they they sprinkle in uh, a little bit of action sequences, and they seem pretty good for the most part. But uh yeah yeah i agree i would say action is not the forte here it really is the rom-com element but everything looks nice i i feel like it's this weird blend of like you described it as like deviant art level animation mixed with like very detailed animation because they like have a lot of shading and blending in the outfits especially for the um the gelato five but then there's other shots where i'm like this seems very basic so it's a kind of Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a weird mix of like it's either really good animation or like kind of not like mid just like a step above mid (laughs) i feel like mid is too harsh (laughs) (laughs) mid is is the average i (laughs) I, I feel like the connotation now is that mid is like a step below average. <laughs> but oh, yeah. <laughs> technically, by definition, mid would be mid middle of the road, average, right. whatever. Yeah, you know, it's it's good. It's enjoyable. It's not it's nothing distracting. Um, but it's one that I would recommend if you enjoy a very unique rom com that airs more on the comedy side. Actually, well, the romance is pretty prevalent as well. Mm-hmm. I think from the get go, you can see that yeah so i'm excited to see where this one goes i'm definitely going to keep watching it and i hope it it has a, a nice story as things get get rolling yeah episode two was great <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> say what happens but just a lot of misunderstandings it was fun it was a good time <laughs> and moving from one rom-com to another next we have comey can't communicate season two yes let's your go. waifu is back <laughs> This was kind of a surprise because I didn't expect the season two. I don't even know if you could call this like a season two or a second core just because of how soon it happened. Yeah, Mal, Mal's calling it a season two, but yeah, I feel like it's more like a second core. I yeah. Know. I mean, the the focus now is that the students are in like the, the fall semester. So you're not stuck with all of the, the summary visuals. Uh, and yeah, it's just... I guess a continuation of of Comey's mission to to make as many friends as she can, or a hundred friends. So we have a couple more that are introduced in 
the first two episodes that we've watched because I think you haven't gotten around to or the third one hasn't been aired yet uh but I I also like that we're getting more hints of a closer romantic connection between Komi and Tadano. Yeah, that was great because I wanted more of that from season one. But right now it's sitting at an 8.33 on Mal and I'm enjoying it so far. I'm, I'm really liking it. For anyone who hasn't watched Komi and you're not familiar with it, um, the premise of Komi is that she has a communication disorder, I guess, where she gets extreme anxiety at the thought of having to verbally communicate with other people. And she meets Tadano and her goal is to make 100 friends um, throughout her time in high school. So that's pretty much what they do. Um, but there is sort of like the the romantic element that's kind of underpinning everything. And so we're getting more of those romance elements in the second season. Yeah, I don't know why people are saying Shikimori will be best wife for this season. It's still going to be Komi for me. I have but. to agree. I mean, again, just two episodes into Shikimori. I don't know if she can live up to the hype that Komi has, but we'll see. We have several more weeks to go, so who knows? Then we move on to what is one of the most hyped anime for this season, competing with The Rising of the Shield Hero Season 2, and that is Spy Family. And we are current at two episodes in. It's sitting at a very pretty 9.09 on Mal. It's ranked hmm. number three of all time on Mal. Granted, that'll that'll definitely even out once the uh, the show goes on. Once but the hype beasts leave the room. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, I think, tells you how excited um, people are about this anime. And I really like it. I get the hype. I mean, two episodes in, I, I'd say it started off with um, a very impressive first episode and with the introduction of another character in the second episode it's continuing that hype so far but uh yeah spy family's taken the uh, anime world by storm right now i cannot go onto twitter or reddit or anywhere really without seeing an anya meme anya memes everywhere yeah <laughs> maybe that's why i think right now it's such a it's a great show i just think right now it's just way too overhyped because of how much people are heaping praises on it. Uh, maybe I will join the bandwagon as okay, we Okay, wait, more. I have to ask though, what about it feels overhyped? Oh, the Anya memes. The Anya memes. <laughs> <laughs> wait, Anya, Anya's pretty fucking cute, you have to admit. Y- yeah, she, she gives me like a DW energy. Uh, oh, I wouldn't know. I didn't watch Arthur. Like from <laughs> her, her character design does remind me of DW from the cartoon Arthur, uh, and she has kind of the same personality and characteristics. Um, I don't know, like. I think it's a it's a funny comedy. It seems like it's gonna focus more on like the dysfunctional aspect of the of this spy family, and. Uh, also just weaving in the world of espionage and kind of in the vein of 007 or or, or John Wick but I, like I don't know what's like what's not fascinating about the show I can't pinpoint what it is yet. it hasn't hit yet yeah there you go maybe <laughs> once the, the the family starts coming together and we start to see more of their antics with each other uh, I know a lot of people were saying like this is going to give people Mr. and Mrs. Smith vibes, which is the same thing that they were saying about Love of Kill. But I think maybe that's why like Love of Kill 
being of the espionage or spy genre left a weird taste in my mouth and now it's just transitioning over to spy family although i think i will treat this one with a lot more uh respect (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think so spy family is probably this is what i've heard anyway not a manga reader but um, i've heard that spy family's manga is one of the most popular right now or as of late in shonen jump i believe it's a shonen jump yeah shonen jump um and anime manga so people had a lot of hype when the anime adaptation got announced and i mean I always take that with a grain of salt because you get that all the time. No matter what anime it is, if there's a manga behind it, someone's mm-hmm. going to fucking hype it up. Even if the anime sucks, even if just like the the core material sucks, whether it's in manga or anime format, someone's going to hype it up. But this had a lot of hype. And to make that hype, uh, I think, like compounded, we also got the announcement that this is a collab between Wit Studio and Cloverworks, mm-hmm. which is insane. Like, to me, that's insane. Like, that's so exciting to see two major anime studios come together to create a really, really impressive piece of work. And, you know, story aside, animation is fucking amazing. Yeah, I can't fault them on that. Like, everything looks so good. Everything is so fluid. It, it is just a very highly produced show. Um, the OST fucking awesome the spy music is really good it's not that sort of just typical spy music there's something about it that has this nice intensity behind it that i really enjoy is it better than the nintendo 64 golden eye pause menu music hell no (laughs) (laughs) nothing will ever beat that but this i guess comes close in a different sense but yeah there when when the um i don't know what any of the song titles are because i don't think the ost has been released but there's one particular song that's very espionage very upbeat when that song hits i get really hype um but then the story itself like I, i i think it's gonna set up for a really interesting dynamic between the three members of the quote-unquote family and i want to get i'm very invested i want to learn more about this overall mission that they're on um and i want to learn more about how they're going to overcome some of the obstacles that come with each of these characters backstory and their baggage try not to spoil anything but yeah it's going to make for a very messy but interesting situation to watch yeah i guess it's sort of like um guardians of the galaxy or suicide squad where you just have all of these different parties with uh, different motives and personalities and learning how they can kind of be a uh, a normal functioning dysfunctional family with the mission that they're supposed to undertake and for anyone this is completely side note but for anyone who watched odaigairu um, the two main characters, Lloyd and Yor, are voiced by the same voice actors who voiced Hachiman and Yukino. So if you watch that, you know what I mean, and you know why that's very exciting to, to see those two brought back together. But anyway, Spy Family, really enjoying it. Probably one of the, um, probably the best thing we're watching right now, at least from my point of view. From my point, I know, you're, you're giving me a look. From my point of view. <laughs> I'll say this is a number two for me. What least. would be number one? Yeah, boy, Kong me. Oh, shit. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> on my end, this is the best thing that I'm watching. On your end, it's Kong Ming. Let's go into that. Talk about Kong Ming because I, I have not started it. I'm not sure if I'm going to, but you're making me want to. Yeah, this is actually, I would consider this my feel-good uh, comfort anime for spring. Uh, I'm currently two episodes in. I think the third episode released earlier this week. Uh, premise of this is uh, there's a, there was a Chinese military strategist in Chinese history 
called colloquially colloquially called Kong Ming, I think in Japanese known as Kome. Uh, he is reincarnated and sent to basically the, the shadow realm of Tokyo, which the is shadow realm. Like the, the Shibuya nightlife uh, district. And so he meets up with this girl named Aiko, who is try who is like aspiring to become a music idol, and she performs at some of these clubs. And I think what the show is leaning towards is how Kong Ming is going to kind of use his military strategy focused mindset in helping Aiko achieve her goal. And like this one too, I think the humor is great with this. I don't think it's a <laughs> like a, a, uh, an amazing show, uh, but I think it's just the humor that appeals the most about it. Uh, especially uh, episode two, you, you start to see Kong Ming use more of his military strategy in helping Aiko out. Uh, and just, wait, really quick, how many episodes are you in? Are you current? Uh, I, I said earlier that. Oh, I'm sorry. Two episodes in. The third episode came out earlier this week. Okay. Did you share the score, the Mal score? Um, it's an eight point three three right now on Mal, which is pretty yeah, good. I would say that that's a pretty fair. That, that probably shot up after what happened in episode two. But it's just so funny how devoted Kong Ming is to Aiko. Almost like she is his new age military general in, in some sense. Uh, so I, I'm very excited to see like this sort of fish out of water personality that we get with Kong Ming as he navigates through Tokyo nightlife and uh, helping Aiko achieve her dreams. I kind of want to pick it up. Should I pick it up? Should I start Kong Ming? You should. I hope I'm not overhyping because I, I say it's a great show. I don't think it's like an amazing show, but just the comfort of it is what I, I love about it so much. Okay. I've added it to my watch list. It's on there. Um, but the number one reason you oh should boy, watch here we this go. <laughs> is the fucking OP that slaps you so hard you feel like you're in a early 2000s Euro nightclub. It is a really good OP, <laughs> not only for the music, but the visuals too. And and you have been playing it nonstop for the past week. Yeah, well, to give a little bit of backstory, the OP is actually the Japanese version of a Hungarian, I guess, Euro techno pop song. Um, so the the TV size of the Japanese version is available on Spotify, but the Hungarian version, which is called... Buliki Rally, um, that has the full version, came out, I want to say, early 2000s. And I've introduced this song to my normie friends, and like they, they've added it to their playlists. And so I can't wait until we get the full version of the Japanese version, because um, it's, it's a nostalgic in a way, but it I feel like if this came on, in a nightclub in present day, I would rave to it so hard. <laughs> yeah, and if anyone um, has not heard it, we'll drop links to the Kongming OP and the Hungarian original version in the Discord. So if you're not part of our Discord, the link to join our Discord is in the description. Yeah, if, if winter was hit the kyun kyun kyun, spring is hit the chiki chiki bang bang. <laughs> yeah, I can't unhear it. It's like always in the back of my mind because you play it so often, which is, is it's a good song. I, I agree. It's it's very good. 
So then I'll move into a show that I'm watching, but you're not. And that's The Rising of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero season two. (laughs) (laughs) I'm current at three episodes in. It is sitting at 7.46 on Mal. And yeah, Nafumi is back. Raftalia is back. Philo is back along with a fucking army of other waifus. Like they have amped up the waifu factor in season two, at least in the first few episodes. Like we've got waifus for days in season two. So I'm interested to see how that all pans out. But it's um, pretty much a, a continuation of the story. There's not really like any major time skips or anything that's happened. They're tackling a new enemy at this moment. But the core goal of you know fighting off the waves with the four heroes is still ongoing but i think it's good i i think it's not hitting as hard as season one did um i'm hoping it'll pick up in the next several episodes but the pacing has been nice they've been moving along quickly probably because this only has 13 episodes when season one had 25 episodes so yeah i I think it's it's promising um and i just hope that it picks up a little bit more so it kind of you know, competes with what season one gave us. Should I pick up Shield Hero? <laughs> yes. Okay, so I say that with a grain of salt. Um, I think that you should pick up Shield Hero because season one was really good, but there are some people who are concerned with how the rest of the story will go because not a hundred percent, but like somewhat seemingly the core conflict of season one kind of got resolved by the end of season one. So now it's kind of a matter of like, well, what now? Where where did these characters go now? Where does Naofumi go now? And <laughs> go Naofumi. Go Naofumi. Um, so yeah, it's it's hard to say without spoiling anything, but I think there's still a lot of promise with how, the the way the rest of the story could go. So yes, I would recommend watching The Rising of Shield Hero. You don't really watch a lot of Isekai, so why not? You know, just kind of throw this one. Um, on your list. <laughs> yeah, I was planning to pick up another isekai because as I mentioned earlier, I wrapped up Realist Hero Part 1. So maybe I'll have this become my second isekai. If you're only going to pick one isekai, though, I, I, I have to be honest, you should probably pick up Mushoku Tensei. I think that <laughs> all around is a better isekai, but this one's still really good and it's still enjoyable. Mm. It just depends on what type of story you like. Maybe I'll, I'll build up then to Mushoku Tensei. Yeah, okay, that's fair because Mushoku Tensei is like pretty intense. If that's if that's your S tier recommendation, then a Shield Hero would be like your what A tier? A tier, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll okay, build yeah, up to the S tier. That's fair. Yeah, then doing it that way, I think, would make sense. Yes, watch Shield Hero. Then we have Summertime Rendering, which is another show that has very much surprised me. Um, similar to love after world domination so summertime rendering is sitting at an 8.22 on mal um we have seen just the first episode but damn that was a really good first episode i was not expecting that something about this kind of screamed mid to me and i'm (laughs) that word i'm glad to say at least from the first episode i was proven wrong this is way more intense and psychological than i ever expected I think it was the same thing, too. Um, I thought this would just be a a kind of -of run-of-the-mill anime um, until we watched the first episode, and especially the conclusion, and it kind of just sweeps you off your feet and makes you rethink what this show is really about. Yeah, I I can't spoil anything, but the 
the overall plot comes in at the end of episode one and it is not what you're expecting at all um it, yeah it's it's like a psychological anime a mystery anime and i enjoy a really good mystery anime and um the animation is looking real clean it's by olm who's also doing comey mm-hmm. so they've got two uh two big anime under their belt for this season in terms of like the the production quality and yeah i don't know i don't know what to say about it that won't be spoilery I just think it's it's worth it. If you enjoy a good mystery anime, if you enjoy a good suspense and psychological anime, this seems like it's going to be very promising. The weird thing is that Disney licensed this anime, and I think it's supposed to come out on Disney Plus on its yeah, streaming service. Yeah, it's their first like exclusive anime. And I don't think there's anything remotely Disney about this anime. I know. I was like, this is on Disney? Like, like the animation, probably. Yeah, this is this is not... Um, it's not for kids. Let's, let's leave it at <laughs> this that. This shit ain't Disney. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it's on Disney Plus overseas. It's like the Japanese Disney Plus, right? Because we, we tried to look it up on Disney Plus here in the States, and it wasn't on there. Um, I think it's supposed to come out on Disney Plus... Uh, here in the states at some point i don't know well either way it's weird it's weird that that's their first officially licensed um not officially licensed but i guess exclusive streaming anime summertime rendering yeah highly recommend this one i'm hoping that it keeps up this like intensity this mystery because i don't even know what to make of it in a good way i'm like i don't know what's going on here and i need to know more i need to see the next episode and then last on our list for currently watching is Tomodachi Game, which I always want to say Tomodachi Gang. I don't know why, um, but yes, Tomodachi Friend Game. <laughs> Friend Gang. Um, I'm trying to find it here on my list. So Tomodachi Game is at a 7.27 on Mal. It's three episodes in. And just being totally frank, I feel like a 7.27 is too generous of a score for this anime. I would agree. Yeah. There, I don't know. I don't know about this one. Um, if there's a, if I have to put one at the bottom of my list so far, it would be Tomodachi Game. But for anyone who's not familiar, the premise is that five high school friends get pulled, you know, unwillingly into a game where they have to compete against each other, um, sometimes working together, sometimes working against each other. Um, and what's at stake here is a tremendous amount of debt. So it has a similar premise to like Squid Game or to Saw, or any of those type of shows, but the the core motivating factor isn't like a life or death situation, it's like money. It's, you know, having to walk away with this incredible amount of debt that you're not sure if you can even pay off. Yeah, I was gonna say like, I think without the life or death situation, it takes the fun out of like the stakes that are rising. Yeah. But I guess in real life, what's worse, death or debt? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. So this, this show could be a uh, terrifying to you uh, if you think it's debt <laughs> but here's my my problem with it we're three episodes in and i'm just not convinced that these five quote-unquote best friends are actually close friends because there's been no time spent showing us their history or investing uh, investing us in their relationships and then on top of that they are so quick to turn on each other with like so little pressure it's it's all it's like overly dramatic at times um how like quickly they're like backstabbing each other or acting extremely suspicious it just goes from like very cold to very hot out of nowhere and it's not convincing to me 
like you're you're telling me you're best friends and you're all in this together and we're gonna work together and support each other and then someone makes like a half-assed comment about somebody and they're like you're a horrible person and they just become so fucking evil out of nowhere and like don't trust each other it's almost too unbelievable where i still can't get into it even with suspending my disbelief yeah i was i felt the same way um like the first episode it pretty much establishes that these are like five friends and i i think they became close during that school year right some of them knew each other longer than that i think but i think like that core group like oh yeah became closer um after this or you know over the course of the the school year and so we don't experience that like we're just led to accept that and i think that's where like the the series is at fault because we're expected to like get these revelations about these characters having um dark secrets but we aren't invested enough in these characters yet to to find that like shocking i mean they're they're shocking but not to the point where like oh man i feel so bad for this character now i think if the show had started maybe a couple episodes just building up the relationship between the three showing like how much they they do care about each other and then go into the this these dark revelations it might have served better um but i think since that element wasn't included it's hard to really get the shock factor yeah i agree and part of me is like going back to how the stakes don't feel as high as other shows that have a similar premise i'm like who's gonna make them pay this debt who first of all we don't government yeah we we don't know three episodes in who's kind of running the show which is expected right like you never really know the the person running the show um or kind of forcing them into the situation probably until the end but i'm also like okay you've you've kidnapped them and you're forcing them to play this game and if they don't play or if they lose they take on this tremendous amount of debt who's gonna enforce that i'd be like okay make me pay it you're not the fucking bank you're not the fucking government like what are you what are you gonna do to make me pay it yeah that's where i thought like if it were life or death then that that makes it more serious and these characters would be maybe even more motivated to to win the game yeah or maybe we're just spoiled by other shows that do use the life or death factor as as what you know as the stakes for the show where anything less than that just doesn't feel as important or as intense yeah and it's weird like the timing of this coming out with the whole uh phenomenon of squid game from last year feels like this show's trying to capitalize on that on that trend even though i think this anime or the manga for this came out in 2013 long before squid game and I, I wanted to watch it because I thought the premise was really interesting. I mean, with the success of things like Saw and Squid Game and whatnot, I figured having something like that in anime, that's really cool. That's really yeah. exciting. And it's not I don't think it's the first anime to ever do something like this, but it's the first one in a while that I'm aware of. Um, just like that high stakes game, that strategic thinking, all of that. But like it just falls flat. None of it is living up to the potential that it has. That and... I think there's a certain mystery that is kind of taken away after watching the first three episodes. I won't delve into that more. I don't know if you can kind of catch what I'm. Yeah, we we get like a big a big plot twist in episode three, and then I'm like, okay, that that's cool and all, but it's very early on in the show, so I don't know if there's gonna be more plot twists, but 
I don't know. Not only that, but you are also privy to what is kind of going on behind the scenes as well. Too much. Too yeah. much. So, yeah. Like, you're supposed to have this faceless, you know, antagonist pulling the strings. And while we don't know anything about them, they're not faceless. And mm-hmm. so it just makes it feel like, okay, who are you and why are you doing this stuff? But, yeah, I don't know. It's all right so far. I, I can't see myself dropping it because I feel like there's enough mystery there to keep me going, but it's not my favorite. And then moving on to our next section, our final section, unless you've dropped anything. I don't think you have. <laughs> no, nothing at this point. Okay. So then we have upcoming anime, anything that hasn't premiered but is still part of the spring 2022 season. And first off, we have a couple of cuckoos. I don't know if you have this on your list. Do you? I think this is the only other upcoming thing that i was curious to watch um this is the one where it's like these two students switched at birth yeah there's like a guy and a girl who were switched at birth and now they're living with the other's family and then they're like reunited in school and i think it's a harem anime let's see yep it is listed as a harem and I get nervous with harems because I'm a very impatient person and I don't want to be dick teased the whole show, but that's the whole point of a harem is to not know who's going to win until the very end. And yeah, it just seems interesting. The trailer looks pretty good. The animation looks pretty good. Um, some people were suspecting this was going to be a dumpster fire on the level of Domestic Girlfriend. I don't think so. I don't get that vibe from the trailer that we watched, but who knows? Who fucking knows? Yeah, the premise screamed almost marmalade boy to me even though it's slightly different um and i i think it also involves like the the two main characters switch that birth are being forced into a, like an arranged marriage too something like that yeah or like they're in a fake arranged it's, marriage just sounds like a, a disaster it sounds like, like, like premise, a dumpster fire <laughs> yeah, dumpster fire disaster of a premise but the pv looked really wholesome so I'm a little bit confused. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel or what I'm supposed to anticipate with this one, but I'll watch it. You know, I'm always down for the occasional dumpster fire to remind me of, you know, why good anime is considered good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll see about that one. That one is supposed to start April 24th. I don't know why it has such a short or short um, late premiere day, but I think it's 24 episodes. So it's going to be one that we'll be watching for uh, for several weeks. And then we have um, a few movies coming up. The first one is, well, actually, this is an OVA. Um, no, I'm sorry. It's an ONA, but it's one episode at 100 minutes. It's Bubble. It premieres April 28th. It's by Wit Studio. I don't know a lot about it other than it's a quote-unquote Netflix anime, I believe. But people are very excited about it because of who's behind the scenes, who's on the production team. I'm reading the premise here on Mal. It says, The story is set in Tokyo after bubbles that broke the laws of gravity rained down upon the world. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) What? I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to go through this whole synopsis, but I have no clue. I'm sure it's going to be a visual delight because it is with studio wait is that the wikipedia no this is i'm reading this off of mal oh yeah it says in tokyo where gravity has broken a boy and a girl are drawn to each other so it sounds like a boy meets girl you know sub romance type of uh type of movie but people are excited about it and hey i'll give it a watch it seems interesting 
Yeah, looks like Hiroyuki Sawano, one of my favorite composers, is doing the film score. Uh, Eve, the band Eve, is doing the opening theme. Although, like, I've listened to Eve's other songs that have been featured in other anime, and I still think their only good song is the Jujutsu Kaisen OP. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I know so. people really love Eve, but that's the only <laughs> one so far that I'm able to, to vibe with. Yeah. Then we have two movies, the first one being Odd Taxi in the Woods, and the Mal description has been very vague, and it still has not been updated despite the movie premiering on April 1st of this year. It just says the film quote-unquote reconstructs the Odd Taxi TV anime and then depicts what happens after the anime's finale. It's recap. It is. Reconstruct. So if you go, yeah, if you go into, it's either the reviews or in the discussion forum under Mal for this entry, um, somebody does confirm that they saw it in Japan and that it's a recap. I, maybe that's spoilers for some people. I'm not going to spoil what actually happened in the show, but I'm pretty sure this is going to be a recap and then maybe additional scenes after that play into the ending of the anime. So I, if it is a true recap, Whenever it's supposed to be available on Crunchyroll, I'll probably watch it, but not the recap portion. I'll probably just fast forward straight to the extra scenes at the end because that's all I want to see. That's all I want to know. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do recaps. I don't want to sit through a recap. Yeah, why well, sit through a whole movie when all you want to see is like the last five minutes? Yeah, so that'll be probably what we do. But it's on, it's on the list just because of that extra scene that it has at the end. The other movie um, is Teasing Master Takagi-san movie. I think that's the official title. I'm super excited about this. I love Teasing Master Takagi-san. I thought season three was phenomenal. And I think this is going to be the closure for this story. And I'm excited to see how everything ends because it's been a wonderful, fluffy, warm slice of life rom-com journey um, over the past three seasons. And now it's reaching its climax. Any word on like when it would be announced or released in the states? June tenth. So okay, I have so to wait is... until June tenth. <laughs> that is to like watch the it. worldwide. Ooh, actually, I don't know. It just, it just says June tenth release, but most likely it'll probably be released in theaters in Japan, and then I will have to wait several months to watch it here in the states. Hopefully, that's not the case. But who the fuck knows? I think the only other movie that I saw, and this is like the towards the end of spring because this looks like a june release i can't pronounce this japanese title for the life of me tongari atama no gonta futatsu no namae wo ikita fukushima isai inu no monogatari which i just put in that's pretty good <laughs> i put in the google translate and this is a poor translation it says gonta with a pointed head the story of a fukushima disaster dog who lived two names <laughs> close yeah <laughs> i don't know i'm scared to watch this one i'm really scared because you had mentioned this to me before and if anything happens to that fucking dog i swear to god i will be ruined <laughs> yeah the mail synopsis says the story centers on a dog that is abandoned after the great japan earthquake of 2011 already upset i am already <laughs> upset if he was abandoned I mean, i'm sad <laughs> yeah I, I i clearly remember the 2011 tsunami and earthquake i think we were both in college around the time that it happened and just how profoundly it impacted the country uh so i think that's what's drawing me to this is i don't know if this is whether a, a true story or not but I, i'm sure it's gonna 
tug at the heartstrings of like pet owners and people who just love sappy things at first i thought you said tug at the heartstrings of pedos and i was like hold up (laughs) how does that correlate (laughs) pet owners Uh, yes that makes more sense yeah i feel like this is going to be like one of those like drawn out uh emotional commercials you know what i'm talking about like there used to be those asian commercials that focused on like a heart-wrenching story oh that tried to make you cry and then tried to yeah. sell you a product yeah, at the, the end <laughs> yeah the product ended up being like laundry detergent or something <laughs> i feel like that's what this is gonna be minus the advertising all right i'm gonna have you watch it first and you're you need to determine whether or not i should watch this and not by like you know whether or not it's good but whether or not it's going to ruin me with the whole dog aspect i I, I love dogs. I'm a I'm a dog person through and through, and I have a really hard time watching anything where um, things happen to dogs, which is funny because JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is my favorite yeah. anime of all time, and if you've watched JoJo, you know what that's all about. But yeah, watch it and then report back. Let me know. <laughs> Maybe the, the dog goes on a, a journey and... and- uh, gets reunited with its owner or something I feel, I or gets adopted a... by like a new family who loves him so much i feel like this was the premise of a recent like live action movie that came out marley and me no no, no <laughs> i don't no, know no, any no. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know of any uh dog movies no there was another one i feel like josh gad was in it i might be just pulling things out of my does ass. the dog talk in the movie i feel like a, there's a lot of those I think I was thinking of a dog's purpose. Oh my God, isn't that sad? Probably. I've and heard this, that one's no, sad. This movie came out 2017. Um, was it about a, an escaping dog? It might have. He escaped? I can't watch these. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I can't I can't recover after I watch them. Yeah. I don't know. If, if someone knows what movie I'm talking about that came out in recent memory, please let me know. It's going to just <laughs> uh, gnaw at my brain for a while. Well, there you have it. These are our first impressions for spring 2022. I would say, okay, let's let's talk about the season holistically. Um, compared to the previous season, winter 2022, how are you feeling about spring? It's pretty mid. <laughs> oh, no, it's mid. <laughs> well, I think winter 2022, as did winter 2021, set a very high bar. Um, especially with having had Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer wrapping up. And Stone Ocean, technically. <laughs> well, technically. No, we were Netflix. wrapping up our Stone Ocean review, but there were just a lot of these big-name shows that were uh, prevalent throughout winter, and I don't think there's really one that we mentioned. Oh, no, there's Shield Hero, of course. I think that's... That's a heavy hitter for spring. Yeah, that and Spy Family. Yeah. Um, also, okay, I mean, to be fair, Kaguya-sama is out this season, I'm pretty right. sure, but we haven't watched it. I dropped it. So I think just by by or from my perspective, there isn't much going on with spring. I'm sure like, I, I'll start to have a, a change of heart with, with Spy Family since I think that's the front ru- runner next to Shield Hero and, and Kaguya-sama for uh for spring but you now I, I think i'll just kind of since we had a pretty busy winter season i'll take this spring season as a sort of breather because i don't think we're i'll be watching as many shows uh but from the shows that we've mentioned a, a good majority of them 
um, I, I do look forward to. I, I'm in the similar vein. I wouldn't say this is straight up mid, but it is definitely not as impressive so far as winter 2022. Even, even putting aside the heavy hitters of Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer, and Stone Ocean, I still feel like there were a lot of really good anime that, that very much impressed case in point, um, my dress up darling, um, here, I feel like it's, it's shield hero, it's spy family. And then it's who the fuck, no, it's shield hero, spy family, Comey, And then who the fuck knows? Kong Ming. Kong Ming, I guess I have to watch it, but I, I trust your judgment. Kong Ming can't communicate. <laughs> I will say though. Um, and I, I mentioned this in our patron exclusive episode, um, when we reviewed winter 2022, like I forgave our final thoughts. I felt like winter was very top heavy like it was either the anime fucking slapped or it sucked like there was just really no in between here i feel like there's a good spread i feel like you've got the really promising anime but you've got a bunch that are still really enjoyable that i think you know at the end of the day you won't regret watching and then you've got tomodachi game (laughs) at Mm. the bottom which is the one that i'm probably gonna want to drop but i'm gonna you know force myself to finish yeah that seems about right there's more of a spread but like I said, sometimes you just need a breather from the, the seasonal onslaught. And I think that's what we're going to get for, for spring. And as always, if any of you guys have recommendations on you know what we should put on our watch list, what we should pick up, anything that you found really impressive that you think we'd like, please reach out to us. We love getting recommendations. We've we've watched some really great anime over the last several months that came you know, as recommendations from our listeners. So feel free to email us, reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter, or join our Discord and drop the recommendation in one of our channels. We would very much appreciate it. And if you want to hear our final thoughts on the season after it's finished, again, we have patron-exclusive episodes um, every single season sharing our final thoughts. So if you're interested, go to patreon.com slash strictly series. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to our first impressions of spring 2022. Look forward to some review episodes as some of these shows wrap up. I'm sure we're going to do a review episode on, like, Spy Family, um, on Comey, all of that good stuff. So keep an eye out for that. And that wraps up episode 84 of Strictly Anime. If you enjoy the podcast and like to support the show and get access to our end of season reviews, head over to patreon.com slash strictly series and subscribe on your favorite podcast service so you can be notified when new episodes premiere every Monday. Join our Discord to continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at the Strictly Series and on Twitter at Strictly Series. And check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com, where you'll find more info on Strictly JoJo, our other podcast dedicated to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. All links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb. And cheeky cheeky bong bong. Cheeky cheeky bon bon. <laughs>then we're moving on to probably the most hype or second most hype anime of the season it's rivaling rivaling rival ri- <laughs> I can't talk sonic rivalries <laughs> let me record that